0: On the inside, the hit single by GFM is today's topic on this episode. We are so happy to have GFM here today, and we're going to go down a few different avenues with them and and really kind of see what makes uh, them tick. And, you know, teens are an important part of this world, and it's awesome to see them when they step out in faith. Buckle up, stay tuned, we're ready to rock. Welcome to the Song and Verse Podcast, a discovery of God's Word, one song, and a few verses at a time. Here's your host,
1: Rockin' Odd Todd.
0: Welcome to this episode of the Song and Verse Podcast. I am your host, Rockin' Odd Todd, and we are so happy that you've decided to join us today. Uh, We've gotten to know GFM pretty well through through our endeavors with Fridays with Alice, and anybody that's really kind of followed uh, that blog knows that we take uh, the Alice Cooper Solid Rock uh, ministry seriously. Alice and Cheryl Cooper have spent a good amount of time and money making sure that, that the teens of Arizona, uh, specifically Phoenix and Mesa at this point, um, are not left behind, that their talents and their goals and the things that they want to accomplish in life are being mentored to and taken care of. And, you know, sometimes we overlook the young and the old in this society, and we really hone in on that, you know, middle middle demographic. And that's a shame because there are so many voices out there that still need to be heard at every age. We really feel like it's important to, you know, boost and find what teens need and what they're looking for, and we found that when they step out in faith, amazing things start to happen. So, um, you know, that's really, really where a lot of this stems from, this relationship with GFM. And with that, we have GFM today, CJ, Maggie, and Lulu. Uh, How's it going today, girls?
1: It's good. We've just been chilling. Summer break, you know, because we still are in school, so it's been a good time to really focus on our craft and got some new stuff coming. So it's been a nice time to- recording.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So like summer break started sort of started in March this year in some ways though. <laughs> oh <my it>? <laughs> yeah. We just haven't been allowed out. We've been like, you know, locked in forever. So, um, so this, this podcast, this episode is really kind of focusing on the song on the inside and Correct me if I'm wrong, but that kind of seems like it was really your breakout song in some ways. Do you feel that way?
1: It really was because we released Identity Crisis and that was like our first album. There was an EP before that and Graveyard of Identities got to like number six, I think, on the like, Billboard charts when those were still, they still had like, the Christian Billboard charts. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we released On the Inside, we really started getting a lot of traction and getting like major support from really big names and people and stuff. So yeah, that was kind of like our breakout mm-hmm. song, because that was our first song we put out with our, oh, uh, the horror, which was when we finalized our sound, what we wanted to do as a band, and like, this was the direction we wanted to go, we finally mm-hmm. figured it out. So that was the first song from that EP that we released out to the world, We're like, this is us, we finally figured out what we wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it just went off from there.
0: Yeah, and it it's... Uh- I think that's that's a really good description. So so we listen to GFM a lot now. My, my two of my girls are really into it. Uh, two of two of the younger boys are really into it. And and that song to me like. I'm you know, as the dad driving in the car just listening to you music that they keep throwing on the radio, I'm like, Well, keep playing that song. That's great, you know. <laughs> and um and I can really tell that, you know, most of the songs since then on that EP uh the EPO oh, the whore you're talking about sort of seem like they've got that same feel. They don't mm-hmm. sound quite the same, but you can tell you've really, really honed in on who you guys are. Yeah. Um so where did some of that those influences kind of come from as far as the sound that you've come up with and and maybe tell us a little bit about what beauty core you know is all about
1: yeah it kind of started when we started getting into heavy music Mm -hmm. um it kind of went in a sense heavier ever since like from there and uh,
0: give me me some give me some uh examples of heavy What, what do you mean by that
1: um, we got into Bring Horizon, Asking Alexandria, uh, and they're like heavy stages. In yeah, uh, we yeah. We really like a day to remember. You can see those influences in our more pop punk songs, like I Don't Need mm-hmm. Your Fantasy mm-hmm. and uh, like Kane Brownsey. Kane Bronze, yeah. I'm trying to think like which ones I released. <laughs> yeah, we went on um, a cruise tour type thing. Like it was like ship rock, but it was called Axes and Anchors, and mm-hmm. Motionless and White was one of the like main headliners there, and so that really kind of opened up our like metal it wasn't like metal core it was like synthy metal like really heavy stuff and we had never heard it before and so like that opened that heavy aspect Mm -hmm. to it as well so it's just like all of those bands combined with working with people that really were able to pull out like oh our brains what we wanted and Mm -hmm. helping us shape the music to what we wanted to play and what we'd enjoy playing um all that combined really just made it what it is. A big shout out to Eric because uh, we always see the bands that influence us, but he was the one, um, one of our producers, Eric Farnell, that pulled our direction out that we knew we wanted to do. We just couldn't figure out how to write it and kind of go that direction. So he, um, the first song we wrote from Oh the Four was Never Again with him. And that's when we are like, that's him. We're going to mm-hmm. write um, so many songs with you and it's going to be great. Yeah. And that was. Uh, never again was the first song that you know, was the start of it all yeah it was the start of it all. So big shout out to Eric for just helping us pull it out <laughs> of us finally. We couldn't we couldn't figure out how. Because yeah. you can but. have influences and you can listen to things. And you and, can want your music to sound a certain way. It it doesn't work unless you have someone there to help, you know. Maggie always says there's a canvas and we're throwing paint and the producer is making it into something,
0: so. Nice, you know, and that makes a lot of sense. You you guys know me from Fridays with Alice. We've, you know, kind of connected a little bit um, through those those two platforms, GFM and Fridays with Alice, um, and, and it's been phenomenal to kind of really learn how musicians, you know, have their craft, but when a producer comes in and can really hone in on that, you know, that's what Bob Ezrin and guys like that did for Alice Cooper and Pink Floyd and A lot of those big name bands, you know, really came in and just said, hey, I I hear this sound here, this sound here, and was able to really, really, you know, build on top of that. So, you know, you mentioned a little bit of your songwriting experience. So as three sisters, how does that work? Do you guys just kind of come together and say, hey, Lulu's going to do the drum part? Or how do you all, you know, come up with that?
1: It's definitely different every time we write with different people and we're with ourselves like there's not ever uh, a key kind of foundation because everyone asks they're like well how do I write songs how do I start and honestly we're figuring out that every time we write a new song and that's the key is just starting sometimes it's a a guitar riff sometimes it's a melody sometimes it's lyrics Sometimes it's a stupid idea yeah and it's like wait even sometimes it can be a theme we're like what kind of theme do you want to put across or what kind of message and that's where it goes to so just start with one point and we just go from there. Well like we were saying with the paint and the canvas it's pretty much a chaotic process we're just throwing out ideas as fast as we can Mm -hmm. and so with some people that we've collaborated with we're like we work too fast at this pace so they get confused and so like wait what did you just say I thought we were writing this but now you're saying something else so it's because we finish each other's like sentences and we already, like, we're so inclined because we live together and we do everything together. Yeah. So we Sisters. know, we, we know <laughs> what we're each other going to do. So I already know what Maggie's thinking. I already know what Lou's thinking just by like her body language, her actions, her, even like her eyes. And so if she doesn't like something I'm saying, I'm like, okay, yeah, then I already like throw it in the trash. <laughs> but like, it's, it's hard to like explain that yeah. when uh, people just don't know. Yeah. So it's so important that we find people like, we work with Eric Rennell we work with Damon Sarkey, and just now we've been working with Joey Sturges mm-hmm. and Billy Decker yeah, and Billy Decker. A lot of these people that we're riding with, like even Josiah Prince from Disciple and mm-hmm. stuff, they are on the same wavelength with us, and they can like move as fast as we can because it's just a very like it is, oh, it's like sporadic process, and so it's important for us to have people who can process at the same speed.
0: Well, I mean, that that's awesome. and It sounds like you guys have, have got a really good core there in being able to, uh, you know, not all siblings get along as well. So, you know, that's... <laughs> oh, that's a-
1: we are very all stubborn. and <laughs> it's, We've really had to, like, had a lot of talks and we still have to have a lot of talks yeah. to humble each other and to make sure we're on the same wavelength, on the same page. And because if you don't, we'll just go mm-hmm. all over the yeah. place. So we're finding out, like having time that's not working is important to keeping that relationship on there as well, because you have to remind yourselves that we're not just coworkers, like we're sisters behind GFM and stuff. So you have to work on that relationship as well as your like co-working relationship.
0: Well, and that's a good point. You know, this whole COVID thing, um, it's really taught me that, you know, to just be respectful and mindful of others. Cause you know, I haven't really worn the mask or anything like that. I haven't really felt, you know, compelled to, but at the same time, I'm very respectful of the person that is. So I'm six to 10 feet away from that person at all times, just to be respectful of them. And so, so what you're saying there, you know, just kind of hones in in life in general, just being respectful and humbling, humbling yourself before others is, you know, a lot of who we're called to be. Um, so let's let's go back to on the inside just a little bit here so you you brought up the fact that um you know you kind of come up with a premise did you did you start with the lyrics on that song first or did it how did that evolve?
1: I think a lot of songs on of oh, the horror did start with lyrics, and on the inside was one of them that we had a bunch of lyrics that we wanted to write with and have a song that like talked about overcoming insecurities and realizing that you're an imperfect person but finding the like perf- like the perfected person mm-hmm. within those imperfections mm-hmm. is what's important and learning how to love yourself despite what you might not have that somebody else has and like learning like how to truly love yourself and yeah, overcoming right. those boundaries and it's obstacles kind of, like, of the whole skin of the whore and it's kind of whenever we write it's even if you look at beneath the skin our uh, message was always to Just look within yourself and Mm -hmm. be confident in yourself and not let anyone else like say anything other than that Mm -hmm. because when we were writing on the inside we were writing a lot of these songs with eric burnell because he was the one who like worked on the majority with us on that ep of oh the horror and we had been in person writing with him a lot but for uh, on the inside and i think can you promise me and maybe one other song we had to write over skype and stuff so it was kind of hard to like hear the music and like say, well, what about this melody? And they play the song at the same time, but you couldn't really hear. Which is kind of funny, because now that's what... It's like the normal What's thing now. now. I so was like, going to say,
0: musicians are doing that now. I've seen, yeah, you know, playing songs play. and everything like that.
1: Wait, that's what I'm doing right now. But to yeah. us then, it was weird. It was like, like, wait, what? what? We're, we had to write two more songs, but why would we go to Nashville if we don't have them recorded yet? Or like, if we can't record them now. So we had to like finish them here and then go to Nashville and record them and stuff. We recently did... Um, uh, our friend Damon he came and he set it all up he made um uh, is it like an app or it's it's a website a website uh, song linker and it's so different musicians can write with um is like other musicians or write with like their fans well it's kind of really anyone yeah and so we set that up and we wrote a song with our fans on twitch what was it yeah two days ago or a day ago and it turned out so well and so many people had great lyrics and uh i think we're releasing the song super -hmm. super soon and uh, it was like the coolest experience ever. Cause we were like, we've never like done anything like this before. I don't think anyone's done anything like this before. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, that's a different avenue that we've tried during this and it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: definitely, you know, people were just learning, having to learn new ways to work and it may even, you know, turn out better as far as some things are concerned and make it a little easier, you know, not yeah. having to travel and everything else like that. So, so some of the things that you've already talked about, you know, always hiding, always fighting my insecurities, uh, the scars on our bodies, um, or we're more than the scars on our bodies. So it seemed like there may be like a, a little bit of a, um, a, uh, in, a reference to suicide or something of that nature, you know, dancing with all of my demons, uh, has my soul wearing thin, they left behind a wreck of memories, these marks on my skin. It's almost like, you know, somebody may have, uh, thought about suicide or actually tried suicide or something of that nature and failed, but they've become more through the process or something like that. So, you know, if there's a little reference to that, I'd like to hear what, you know, you may have been thinking when you wrote that part of it.
1: Yeah. Cause we definitely, a lot of these songs were written at a like questionable, like questionable time in our lives. And we were very much trying to overcome insecurities and deal with a lot of issues that were going on in our head. And, thankfully, none of us ever turned to cutting or um, attempting suicide. But we have talked to so many fans and so many people that we are close to who have dealt with that. And so we didn't want to write a song about overcoming your struggles without including that Mm -hmm. that topic. So people would not feel overlooked because it is an ongoing struggle for so many people that we know. And we wanted them to know that you are strong enough to overcome this. And even though you might have to live with these scars for the rest of your life, it's They can be seen, yeah. It's not who you are, and they can be seen as a symbol of I've overcome this instead of oh this happened to me. Like you can be seen as a survivor instead of a victim of yourself. It can even be used as like part of your testimony and sharing and helping others because that's all we are doing with ours. Except we're turning ours into music. We're turning our past insecurities or our past troubles, um, or even questions, and making them into songs and using them to help share with other people and to encourage them. So really anything that happens is just writing more of your
0: testimony that you can share. Well, and, and, and you're, you're, you're spot on because, you know, um, in college and, and, you know, young adulthood, I really dealt a lot with like panic disorder and anxiety and things of that nature. And, you know, whereas a lot of friends that dealt with the same thing kind of turned to the bottle and booze and stuff, you know, I really was able to kind of channel that back to my relationship with the Lord and, you know, so I think you're really onto something there by being able to share those things because you can strengthen others, you know, when you're weakest, he's strongest. And if you can share those moments, you know, it really kind of helps, you know, bring out what's on the inside so they can, can kind of see it. And and I, that's really kind of what some of those lyrics meant to me as well. So what was interesting you were talking about with the whole beauty core and metal core and all that stuff, see growing up, like it was Metallica, Anthrax, you know the old school guys and there wasn't like all these different metal categories you know it's like i guess those were basically thrash nowadays is that what that's called i don't know
1: because we didn't know where we fit in because we would say we're metal and they're like no you're not said, okay we're rock no you're not It's like we got tired of being told no we aren't a part of a genre so we're like well if we don't fit in anywhere we'll make our own thing and <laughs> well,
0: it it totally works and i think it's great. You know, you you've you talked a little bit about life on the road um you know with some fans and things of that nature. And and even on the the on the inside song there there is a spiritual aspect to that. So are you able to like kind of hone in on some of that with with some of the fans you meet and stuff? Do you get do people talk much about you know, i know i noticed from stage you're like hey, we're christians. This is positive. We we want to uplift you. We want to do this to do, do that. Um, you know, but but off the stage, do you get a lot of conversations with that as well?
1: Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, crazy stories, and we're definitely thankful for the opportunity that fans give us to share a story and to share our testimony and to share truth um, because it is a very humbling thing. And and we're very thankful that fans share their story as well because mm-hmm. that's a very um, big thing. Like, you know, yeah, you're really a very personal thing when you share your story because – in a time and place as today in our society like no one reaches out everyone it's you're supposed to be okay you're supposed to be fine and you gotta deal with it yourself but in reality like that is the worst way to do things yeah. like we as people we are supposed to um lean on each other we're supposed to um help each other because then they help us and then that's the perfect circle of going around and round, and then that's the perfect formula which is instructed in the bible too um but again we're very thankful for the um circle that we have with our fans because everyone is so open they come to us we get to have like a great discussion of our lives and then um they just open up and the stories that we have the um, and people who necessarily don't believe what we believe which is totally cool like we never want to force it down anyone's throat um but the fact that they let us speak our truth And accept that and we still can be friends afterwards and they can still follow our band like that is such a beautiful thing as well. Um, Like even with our Patreon members we we don't really talk a lot about our Christianity online and stuff because we like to keep that a personal thing so if you DM us we'll like have uh, like an hour-long conversation with you about our Christianity. Not necessarily that we're hiding it, it, it's more of we keep this as like this is the band and stuff. If you want to talk about that we would rather talk about it in a personal way than like leave it airing on social media because people can take things and edit them and make it seem like you're saying stuff that you aren't so when a lot of people are it's like uncomfortable to share that type of stuff where everybody can read it and Mm -hmm. so we would rather have it to where there's a safe space where you can just DM us and talk to us Um, but like even on our patreon we host Bible studies like once a month and stuff and a lot of people who support us on patreon aren't Christians or they don't even um like believe that sort of thing or they have different beliefs within this like big bubble of christianity than we do and we're able to have like debates like not like debates but like it's it like, discussion they'll bring something to the table and we're like oh we never thought about that before or we like give them our like point of view on that like certain topic and stuff and it's never like an a argument, hateful, or argument or type yeah. of experience and even with the whole quarantine and everything we're able to talk about how you can help others and be an example of christ when you go out and making sure like a lot of people are probably really stressed out and probably really tired after working so they might snap at you at you know when you're shopping and you know ways that we can be prepared to just be a example in light for them and help them out um that's just some of the things we get to talk about with them and it's just so amazing the platform that god has given us so that we can share his light and his gospel with everyone. I mean, our biggest thing is from uh, from the stage, Maggie will um, state what we believe, like not go into like, after a song, um, explain what we believe or explain other things. I mean, that, not that's wrong. Like there's other bands that we tour with that they do that and that's great. We personally believe that off stage, we're gonna be there and talk to every single person if you want to continue the conversation. If you're interested in what Maggie said from stage, um, like she will say, like what are like talk to us do? at the merch table yeah. if you have yeah. questions. If you Yeah, we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe there's a God that loves you and we'll we love spend talking hours talking, talking with them at the yeah. merch table. And I, we feel like that's more it's just the way we somewhere. work. And if, if any other band wants to do it other way, like we totally Yeah, there's different ways to bring to it's just the, just the people. way we do it. Mm-hmm. And even no. if it's just like saying, Can I pray for you? And like praying for that person, if that's as far as it goes, that's we would rather have the opportunity to pray for someone then like have not have it and like ignore the opportunity yeah
0: well and 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 I think that this this becomes too much of a heated topic when it comes to bands and stuff anyway because quite honestly it's really about relationship and not religion anyway
1: exactly. and,
0: yeah and and you know so I, my my biggest struggle as a Christian sometimes is is that Christianity in general puts God in a box and says he can only move this way he can only move that way. You have yeah. to use this sacrament, this this you know theory, this type of theology, this creed, this blah blah blah, and it's just not true. I mean, you know, God God will move. However, does God decides to move, and if He wants to talk through a donkey, He's gonna talk through a donkey. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are willing to go into some pretty, pretty dark places and, and put on some shows too. You know, I, I I talked to your management the last time you guys were in town and you know, they really were, were talking about a few places that you guys had gone and done some shows. I mean, I think that's phenomenal. I, I think going in and it's one of the things that's really, really inspired me about you guys. And so I'd like to hear some of your experiences from that and how you were received because, you know, as as a positive uplifting band, some of those um, places probably have a lot of darker bands on the schedule. And so what was it like for you guys to be there and how were you treated?
1: I would definitely say, um, cause I have like two points, yeah. I don't want to just like over oh, talk everyone, um, that people are people. And I know a lot of, um, certain things like to put on people like, Oh, that's very like scary, like bars don't go in there. Um, those people are lost causes. They're always going to argue with you. Like there, there's no thing you're going to win. And they're people. And I would say, like, a lot of dark places are even in some churches, where because everyone puts on a face, and I feel like that's more scarier because mm-hmm. you will never know what they're thinking unless you say something. And other people in other places, like gathering of the jugglos that we played at, they're um, so nice. They are so nice and genuine. And I feel like. I mean, a lot of stuff to do is very questionable, but I mean, they're just people and we're all just people. And I feel like a lot of us like to put ourselves higher than other people just because we're Because human. yeah, because we're human and we can, we feel like that makes us feel better. But honestly, we're all on the same playing level. And, well, and if you think about it, in God's eyes, sin is sin. Yeah. So what you might even if somebody's sin is more apparent than yours, your sin is still on the same level as that. It's like an even, like an even playing field. So we, we kind of view we view every place yeah. as basically the same thing. Exactly. So if we're going to a church, we're gonna do the same thing that we're gonna do if we're going to Gathering of the Juggalos, mm-hmm. and it's just we always view it as a show. Like we don't see any of them different like, yeah we might be told hey stick together be a little more careful or yeah. <laughs> we'll pray, like we'll pray up a little more if we go to you know place that is a little more dangerous or whatever but we always trust God and we don't we don't live a blind faith so we have faith that our God will be with us and yeah, we um, don't go in with judgment of casting on these people because yeah. honestly like we said like people are people and we've done some crazy things in our lives that well, even if we never did any crazy things, like as everything is as simple as like being jealous over somebody having a shirt that you don't. Like that's on the same yeah. level. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just view every place as the same thing, and we treat people how we would want to be treated. And so yeah. if a band there isn't nice to us, then we just brush it off our shoulder and we continue going because they probably had a bad day. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> band life is hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, honestly, someone like saying something to us or doing something to us isn't going to like that's not going to stop us from doing gfm and it's not really gonna those are a lot of the places that people kind of are like no you shouldn't go there those are the people that need it more and like they yeah. they don't get people going there so they're never going to hear the truth about christ and like be shown truly like christ's love so we don't ever say like oh we aren't going to go to these places right. and if a band wants to say they're not going to go there like that's okay but that's why god put us here you know so that mm. we would we just go go <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I hear you. And, and, you know, I, I think you guys, you guys sound wise beyond your years, you know, you know how long it took a lot of people to figure out these things in life. This is, this is great. You know, I, I think you're, you're right on where you need to be as far as your faith and, and your spiritual level is, you know, my wife and kids and stuff, we've been watching the show called the chosen. Have you guys watched that yet? Cause
1: all of our churches are closed here and they, but they started opening up a little bit. And so like, I don't even think they're at 50%. I think they're still at 25% capacity. And so our brother it was trying out a new trick. She's like, hey, do you want to come? And so we went with him last week. Is yeah, it last weeks. week or two weeks? And like the pastor talked about that show. He's like, you should watch it. It's this company called VidAngel puts it on. So we've been watching all like, all these movies on VidAngel because it'll like censor parts of movies that you don't want to see. Yeah, so we, we do, do the same thing
0: with the kids watch. and stuff. Yeah.
1: We didn't even know that was a thing. So we just weren't watching any of these movies. And we're like, this sucks. We can't watch it but right. well, like we've been watching stuff on VidAngel, angel but he told us he's like you definitely have to check out the show the shows and it's really good
0: so so the, the you know one of the cool things about it is that they show christ going into like the red district and stuff and, and going in these places that that the pharisees were just like um what are you doing and he's like these are my people you know and so everything you're saying like totally lines up with gospel you know this is this is who we're called to be this is uh who he's called us to be and that's to every single person and you know not waver, or change Mm -hmm. so um so you know to really kind of wrap this up you know taking over which is a great song too um you guys launched what a few months back i guess right before the lockdown and everything and Mm -hmm. so where where is this going and and Tell us just a little bit about that song because it's like you know bombs and missiles with GFM (laughs) on them, and it's like this is great, you know. This is kind of reminded me like the old Striper days with yellow and black attack, you know.
1: (laughs) Taking over is the start of a new GFM era, I guess is what you could say, Mm -hmm. and. If you loved Oh The Horror," you're going to just die whenever you hear this new stuff. And we're not allowed to talk about a lot of it, yeah. um, just because everything ha- that's been going on is kind of like scrambled, kind of dates up and everything. So, so we've had to move release dates and yeah. everything. But what we can say is that we have this taking over. It just recently hit over 200,000 views on YouTube, which yeah. is really cool. Um and it visited our uh Spotify so now we hit a million streams. Yeah, yeah. our Spotify just hit a million streams. We haven't posted about it yet because we're gonna make this whole like big post, but it yeah. just hit a million streams, which is super cool. But taking wow. over kinda just resembles what this new stuff is gonna sound like and what it's gonna be about. And it's really just standing up together because in oh the whore we talked about having those weaknesses and those insecurities and we want people to know now that even if you have insecurities or if you don't like if you don't really have a weakness right now you're actually in a really good spot then we need to gather together and be strong and literally take over and just we wanted to be a lot about uh community like being together and being strong together because that's what we are as sisters when we go on stage we're strong together you know not one of us can just go on stage and do it so we wanted a song that kind of let everyone know hey this is how we're strong together grab your people be strong together and let's do it it. it. so that's what this new song was really kind of just getting started and it's coming from a place of empowerment Mm -hmm. feeling that you have like you have god on your side but you also have all these people surrounding you giving you this support and that's what we wanted to push with gfm because it is growing and we want to continue to see it growing but we want to to be strong and powerful and not come from a place where it has a weak foundation. So it could be easily swayed and stuff. Yeah. We're very like, we have a strong foundation of people to keep us level headed and stuff. And we're really I appreciative of that. our fans that have that too. And because team GFM is literally this own, like its own little family <laughs> and they are, they have their own like little group chats and they meet together because they know t- like GFM and it's really incredible that that's like being able to make friendships and, you know, I don't know, bind people together and everything. Cause when we were starting to listen to metal music, if we had something like that where someone was like, Hey, like this is a fan, let's do this. We would have been like, oh my word. Yeah. So.
0: No, that that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I've, I've been a part of the, I guess it's the team GFM group or whatever that is on Facebook. GFM and
1: GFM, <laughs> like that page blew up too. Like we were yeah. like, oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like, um, what's, what's his name? Is it Pat, Patty Pike, Pat, yeah. Pat Pike. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten to be pretty decent friends with that guy, and and then there was one other guy. I think his name's Dave, and um, you know, we'll chat back and forth every now and then. Dave Harrington, maybe? Maybe I, you know, I, I'm, I'm horrible with names, and and social media really isn't my, my thing. But doing what I do, it's like I kind of have to. <laughs> we
1: always say we know faces. That's yeah. why it's always funny because we're like, I know you from somewhere, and they're like, I don't think so. We're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your social media tag, we know you by that name. not what your real name. I know like, you by Flower Power out. 54. <laughs> it's like you've been at a show before, right? And they're like, No, I'm not, I don't know you, I'm not here for a show. It's like, But you look familiar, all right?
0: <laughs> well, you need to come to one. So, <laughs> so all right, th- this has been great. Uh, we are going to continue following you guys, and we will probably more than likely have you guys back at some point. This has been a great conversation, and so. We're signing off for this episode. Thank you, girls, for being here.
1: Thank you for having
0: yes. us. Yes, this has been awesome. So this is Rockin' Odd Todd signing off for this episode of Song and Verse Podcast. Woo! <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Song and Verse Podcast. Hopefully it was an uplifting, honest, and meaningful experience for you. We do accept donations if you feel led to give to the Song and Verse Ministries, Check out songandverseministries.com slash donate for a number of different ways to give back. And also be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We hope you tune into the next episode of the Song and Verse podcast. Until then, keep searching for the DNA of God's Word found flowing through song.